The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Cruise Radio. Also, check out our premium content in our newsletter at cruiseradio.net. This episode, we'll talk to Kevin Sheehan, president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line. He was just on Undercover Boss. Yeah, he sure was. On CBS this past Sunday night. So look forward to talking to him. Uh, But first, a lot of fireworks and fanfare down in Port Canaveral. Yeah, a big mouse in the port. The new Disney dream is now uh, home-ported at Port Canaveral, so... Uh, a big celebration down there. This is a really lovely ship, too. You know how much that ship costs? A zillion dollars. Seriously, one billion dollars to build. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I'm just so glad that uh, we're always invited to participate in Disney uh, ship function. Yeah, we appreciate that at Disney. Um, but a lot, of, <laughs> a, lot of cool, a lot of cool features, though, on air. We have never gotten on board. <laughs> Yet they'll continue to send us the press releases. Every time we make a request, denied. Because, because we're stupid enough to keep talking about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, well. Anyway, tell us a little bit about the ship. There. Yeah, it's got that 765-foot uh, water coaster at sea called the Aqueduct. It actually extends out, I think, like 10 or 12 feet over the side of the ship. And it's a oh, yeah. like a four-deck plunge it does as well. And it's Aqueduct like Donald Duck and Correct. a little play on duct. Also, in the inside staterooms, they have virtual portholes. So it's got a live feed of what's really going on outside, but in the inside cabins. For those who are claustrophobic. Yeah. Just to give them the feel that they have a window. See, it's kind of like buying a DVD of, a, of, a, of an aquarium or a fireplace. Yeah. I think it's cool, though. You know, technology is all around us, so why not utilize it? So look forward to not getting on that ship. So, yeah, as of January 4th, the Disney Dreams in Port Canaveral, Florida, it's actually scheduled for a naming ceremony on January 19th, and then it'll be sailing uh, three, four, and five night cruises to uh, Castaway Cay in Nassau, Bahamas, uh, starting on January 26th. And by the way, the Disney Dream will be the topic of discussion on next week's Cruise Chat on Twitter. You can find out more at cruiseradio.net and just check out the show notes on this week's episode. Will Jamaica ever be ready? Uh, apparently not. According to the Associated Press, during a weekend tour of the historic Falmouth cruise port development, Royal Caribbean and Jamaican officials agreed that the site was not ready to deliver an entirely pleasant experience for passengers. Yeah, I'd say because uh, Friday, the Navigator of the Seas was supposed to head there, but they rerouted it to Montego Bay because, I mean, the pictures look like a damn bomb went off there. <laughs> it's a dump. Not to make light of it, but 500 employees walked off the job on Monday there because they're uh, underpaid and overtaxed. You're right, though. It is a dump. I mean, you've been there. I've talked my boat there. You with Jimmy Buffett and Alan Jackson. <laughs> sure. Just make sure you keep it between the navigational beacons. <laughs> Pretty excited about our next guest here, our first and only guest on this episode, I should say, Kevin Sheehan, president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line. We had the great pleasure of meeting him during a three-night media cruise there on board the Epic some time ago. Love the ship, by the way. But Kevin was the star of Undercover Boss, the last episode Sunday night, which attracted 12 million viewers. Kevin, welcome to Cruise Radio. 
Oh, thank you very much. Pretty exciting to be a part of this, I would imagine. For those who don't know, Undercover Boss is where they take a top executive, place them in a lower position within the company to get a real inside perspective of what really goes on within uh, his or her company. And, and hopefully, if all goes well, the employees will talk smack about the company right in front of the uh, boss's face without them knowing. Is, it, is that a pretty fair assessment? I think that uh, that's right on. It also enable the CEO to, while undercover, be able to see things from a completely different perspective. And of course, you used a pseudonym. Why did you choose Peter Francis? Peter Francis is my uh, was my older brother's name, and okay. uh, you know he passed away very unexpectedly. So I uh, used his name in homage to him. Very good. Before you became the president and CEO of NCL. I understand you delivered flowers, you worked in a liquor store, and, and you even worked in sanitation, is that right? Well, it, it, during snow emergencies, I worked in a sanitation department, but I had a million jobs. I came from a, uh, probably what you would call, my mother wouldn't like me saying it this way, a lower middle income home. There was six of us. My dad came home with the uh, check that he cashed, and uh, you know, so we lived uh, pretty much paycheck to paycheck. And I understand your work as a New York cabbie helped put you through college? It, it did. Uh, fortunately, uh, I guess uh, looking back, I, I was, you know, uh, I went to City College in New York, mm-hmm. which was at that time effectively, uh, you know, almost free. So my cab fares were, were went a long way towards covering my entire college. Now, when was the uh, episode taped? It was taped uh, on the pro- uh, the Norwegian Epic, our wonderful new ship, the last week of September. Mm-hmm. And on the beautiful Pride of America, the only uh, cruise ship that sails in in the Hawaiian Islands right. was in the first week of October. And then they had uh, filming in the corporate office uh, before the episode aired, which they <laughs> cut in the production, I guess, because yeah. it wasn't enough time. And Kevin, since you are undercover, what what is the story that the crew and the passengers are told and, and why you're there with the film crew? The premise was that uh, myself and this uh, 22-year-old stud, <laughs> were, uh, muscle-bound stud, were competing for uh, a job on Norwegian Cruise Line, and right. it was the basis for a reality show. So that was the premise of the show. And then we also, at times, told people we were doing a training film. Uh, that seemed to really turn the guests off, and they said, wow, that's boring, and they went on to do other things and didn't care about the But camera. as soon as you say reality show, people's eyes light up. Yes. <laughs> on You're the, right. On the episode, and now first you were a deck repairman on the Pride of America. Yeah, the, the episodes played a little different than what really happened, but right. yes. First one that was filmed was me being in the second engine uh, on on the Pride of America, and then you were shown as part of the recreation staff on the Epic, assisting with the rock climbing wall, right? The rappelling wall and right. rock climbing wall and uh, the ice skating rink, and they also cover all of the the water park and everything as well in some uh, in their many activities. And on the third, you, let's see, you were a server last, and that was on the Epic as well. The, I was, I, yes, I was a uh, assistant waiter, Okay, uh, a rookie assistant waiter. Now, was it at that point when the crew recognized you? Yeah, actually, she recognized me. It was, it was literally one of the earlier episodes when it was filmed. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm just walking in the dining room, and she screamed out my name about a thousand times. <laughs> what? So what happened? How did you handle that? Well, I didn't know exactly at the moment. I felt like, oh, my God, the whole thing is going to implode, and we're just starting out. 
And uh, we, the undercover boss people and the CBS people huddled for probably 45 minutes talking back to Hollywood and uh, the powers to be. And then we came back and said, well, let's bring her undercover with me and preserve the anonymity. And then uh, we did the episode that way. So I, I think it worked out well. She was still she still broke my chops more than probably any of the other people. <laughs> I would have thought immediately you pull her aside and say, "Listen, if you breathe one word of this, you're done." <laughs> <laughs> now, Kevin, the, the next job you took was part of the entertainment staff. Now, where was that? The uh, White Hot Party was right. a our, our signature <laughs> evening event. I was dressed like a an angel and danced. Uh, at, at that event. Nice. And then, yeah, in addition I can't to that, there were, that. Other, there were two other segments. One was uh, with me cleaning cabins yeah. and another working in the linen uh, department. So those two did not make the show. Obviously, there's always going to be a lot of post-production editing with any of these kinds of projects. Do you think CBS did a good job depicting everything? Yeah, I think so. I think it was a very good reflection of, of uh, the experience, and they captured a lot of the salient points. You know, the thing that was helpful, in addition to giving me the ability to see things from a different perspective, which they pointed out, you know, a few of the things that I came up with and, you know, would do differently, but it also showed the human side of our crew and how hard they work and the long days and the long periods away from home and uh, how they all balance that and, you know, still able to, with the heavy workload, create wonderful guest experiences on the cruises. Is there anything you wish they would have added? Well, I I think we liked all six of the segments. I would have liked to have seen uh, those other two segments. I would have also liked to have seen the, we had a, uh, uh, as I said, at the front end of the show, normally they have the boardroom scene where I go in and tell everybody I'm going undercover. And we we thought that came out very well. And, and it also would have showcased some of our leadership team. So I, you know, I'm disappointed that that didn't play. But... Yeah, I understand. They want to do what's going to be the best for the audience. What day-to-day changes were made as a result of the show? Well, that night, I uh, we had a uh, ice skating rink that we would build every day and then take down at the end of the evening. Yeah. And you know, it was one of those things where I saw what it took to build the ice skating rink and the effort by our crew, and I just didn't think it made sense. So, uh, you know, when... When you look at the crew and how hard they work as it is, and then to put something on top of them that's very manual intensive, uh, I just made a decision that it didn't make sense, and and I'd rather see them not doing something as strenuous and spend more time uh, making our guests feel good. And then uh, there was a very complicated process on on some of the... uh, uh, other on like, on like the repelling wall, you had to sign these insurance waivers. It was silly. I said, <laughs> you know, I come to when I go to Disney, I don't have to sign these forms when I'm going on each of the rides. You know, we got to figure this out. And then we put in trade, uh, you know, carts to help uh, the waiters with carrying things and move the. I think they want us to move the coffee stations and you know a, a whole host of uh, you know s- s- things that may seem very benign to us, but were important to them. What did you take away from all this? The thing I was uh, uh, I took away from it is they're all very proud uh, human beings that uh, enjoy what they do, yeah. despite the fact that it's long hours and long terms. 
And they're all proud of the fact that what they are able to do is, uh, you know, since they live in the ship and they've got their room and their board and everything, they send the, the preponderance of their paycheck back home to their families. And they all seem to say that they have a higher standard of living, uh, much higher standard of living than they otherwise would have uh, if they were working in their countries. And, they, and when I say there's 70 countries represented on our ship, so it's the... You know, people from all over the place. Now, if you missed Kevin on Undercover Boss or you just want to see it again and again, go to ncl.com slash Undercover Boss. He is the president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line. Kevin Sheehan, thank you so much for being with us on Cruise Radio. Okay. Happy New Year again. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cosmos? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise one. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE-AND-THE-NUMBER-1. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1. Or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah. Cruise One. Each episode, we feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. Of course, this week's picks have to do with New Year's resolutions, or in this case, Cruise Year's resolutions. See what I did there? Yeah, sure. Porthole wants to offer up a few promises that you'll actually want to keep this year. So when it comes to cruising in 2011, here are a few things to strive for. Go to a destination you've never been. If you're a diehard Caribbean cruiser, make plans to see Alaska or Europe this year. If you've done all that, head to South America or Asia. Or you could be more active on your next cruise. Enjoy the pool and beach, but make it a point to also walk the decks and sign up for more active shore excursions. Make new friends. If you're the type who generally stays with your group during your entire cruise, try to break the habit and learn to socialize more and meet some new people. You can follow the latest travel trend and check something off your bucket list. If you've always wanted to parasail, learn to line dance, or swim with the sharks, a cruise is the perfect time to do that one thing you've been wanting to try. Lead the way. If you have friends or family who've never been on a cruise, convince them that it's the best way to travel the world. Make them book a cruise this year. They'll thank you later. That's it for this episode. Our thanks again to President and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line, Kevin Sheehan. Join us again next week and make sure you sign up for our Twitter and Facebook pages at Cruise Radio. Also, our newsletter and premium content at cruiseradio.net. Premium content is all the unedited interviews, all the material that doesn't make it to the free show each week. We give you full access to the archive, if you will. It starts you out with a free trial, and then it's only $2.99 a month after that. 
From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. This is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio. 